Hello and welcome to The Word, bringing you the good news of Jesus Christ every day from the order of preachers around the world. Today is Thursday after Ash Wednesday, and from Ireland, we hear from Father Thomas McCarthy. Father Thomas has done many things in the order, but now lives in Galway, assisting in chaplaincy work at the university and with RTE, Ireland's national broadcaster, as commentator and translator for papal events. His preaching today is entitled, The Cup of Freedom. From the book of Deuteronomy, Moses said to the people, See, today I set before you life and prosperity, death and disaster. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I enjoin on you today, if you love the Lord your God and follow his ways, if you keep his commandments, his laws, his customs, you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you are entering to make your own. But if your heart strays, if you refuse to listen, if you let yourself be drawn into worshipping other gods and serving them, I tell you today you will most certainly perish. You will not live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today. I set before you life or death, blessing or curse. Choose life, then, so that you and your descendants may live in the love of the Lord your God, <clears throat> obeying his voice, clinging to him. For in this your life consists, and on this depends your long stay in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he would give them. The word of the Lord. <clears throat> There are certain words we would prefer never to hear, or certainly don't plan to use them. And there are other words that might be, in our opinion, just about acceptable, but again, they would not feature in our top ten of expressions used in conversation. And thirdly, there are words that do seem acceptable in any company, and pretty much in every conversation. Words we often use, or at least are pleased to hear others say them. Each of us will have our favorite words or expressions, but it is my opinion that one of the most favorite words for most people is the word freedom. And I say this today because the nucleus of the biblical passage we heard from Deuteronomy before my reflection lies in the very idea of freedom, although the text itself does not use that word. And one of the verses of today's responsorial psalms sums it up in a nutshell. I'll come back to that separately. Let's ask a question. And if we can, let's benefit from whatever wisdom lies within the answer we come up with. Did the people of Israel know 
what freedom meant or what it might look like. Come to think of it, and I come to think of it since I'm addressing many fellow disciples of Jesus on this second day of the Lenten season, do we, though Christian, understand what we mean, even when we say things like, the Lord has set us free? If we answer negatively and are honest as we do so, or even if we admit we aren't sure we know what freedom in this context means, then, guess what? The season of Lent has come at a good time. And our Lenten reform and renewal should turn out to be much more substantial and grace-filled were we to know what we meant when we link the life and death of Jesus of Nazareth with ideas like freedom. In the teaching of Moses, a people that will be faithful and obedient to God and to what the people ascertain as the will of God, as the best way to behave, all this amounts to no less than freedom within our hearts and minds be our best self. And there likely is no finer and literally no more liberating freedom than this kind of mastery of self and awareness of where our best self lies and how to move in that direction. Like the people of Israel, we are invited to cross over, not perhaps the Jordan River, but some threshold for sure. The season of Lent may provide an invaluable moment, even if not especially for those who have believed themselves already to have made a crossing, a moment during which we might helpfully look at ourselves, not in the usual kind of mirror, but rather place the gospel message before the face of our hearts and conscience and decide honestly how accurate an image of the gospel my face and my life have provided for my neighbors, family, friends, and colleagues at work. We are invited to choose life rather than death, of course, but we can helpfully add that we're invited also to kill off something of ourselves, or at least something of our regular practices that does not sustain a life, but instead provides an obstacle path rather than a camino trodden in the energized footsteps of our ancestors and faith since Moses, since Jesus, and to lay a more sure path, secure path, along that camino for disciples who will think of us as ancient history. Oh yes, I said I would come back briefly to today's Psalm. A verse says of those whose delight is the law of the Lord, they are like trees planted beside flowing waters that yield fruit in due season whose leaves never fade, and all that did all that they do shall prosper. On first inspection, one of these trees doesn't look free. It's firmly planted in the ground and is limited to this one location. But it does receive the life and light of sun, of air and of water, and its time in its time produces leaves and perhaps even edible fruit. Cut that tree down and move it somewhere else or leave it just there. It may seem free, at least the wind can shift it along a little, depending on its weight, but it is lifeless and can no longer enjoy being either alive 
of providing nourishment for others who come along. The only emotion that may arise in the heart of those who pass this now deceased tree will be regret. Lent is a season when other decisions, other affirmative replies to the Lord's offer of life, eliminate regret and a lingering sense of failure. A new path forward is smoothed to some extent, to the extent that one who is fit and has good vision, even obstacles on the path can be met and dealt with. We would grasp freedom with both hands, we say, and so do others who are not yet disciples. We who are disciples and still learning from the Lord, to whose message we pay attention, are offered that freedom. It's found in the word that is proclaimed and in the cup our liberation, the cup of our liberation from sin, the sacrament of the sacrifice that enables us in Christ to find our best selves and enjoy the freedom this provides.